Shivram, uh, please give our you know viewers and listeners some tips on gold buying. Uh, so you see, um, uh, there are two uh, at the at a consumer level or gold jewelry to be more precise, right? That's what I. Not, mean. We're not. Uh, there are two three levels at which you can uh, decide. Mm. Uh, first and foremost, it is no longer about just let's say gold jewelry buying, okay. right? So today you have gold jewelry, you have diamond jewelry, you have platinum jewelry, you have uh, let's say solitaire in, in itself as a category. Right. Then you have um, you know uh, semi-precious stones. So what uh, rather than uh, you know um, go from a, a category uh, perspective, right? Sure. Uh, most consumers today are uh, looking at it from a lifestyle, right? Right. Uh, so, do I need do I do I need jewelry for um, for let's say workwear? Do I need the jewelry for my wedding? Do I need right. jewelry for my party wear? So th that's how the whole uh, in you know uh, consumer is evolving. Though Excellent. the industry itself is still looking at it exclusively as goldware and diamondware and uh, you know platinum or solitaire. So, depending upon that, you know, um, it could be a workwear which is lightweight. Uh, again, I was uh, uh, talking to somebody, right? Uh, let's say in uh, Europe, for example, the jewelry is very, very uh, intricate, right? right. Uh, whereas in America, it's a very chunky kind of an, uh, uh, jewelry, right? Even for casual wear or office wear. Whereas uh, in India, office wear or work wear, right? Or daily wear, for example, is still very practical. Mm. Right, so it's all dainty earring, fingerings, and uh, bangles, which are typically uh, what we call as machine-made bangles, which are hard. Right, so hard means big, so that you know it doesn't get uh, deformed very easily because most uh, gold jewelry is still twenty-two carat. Right. When it comes to diamond jewelry or uh, platinum jewelry, it is more eighteen carat. In fact, increasingly because of the higher and higher gold prices, it's coming down to fourteen carat. Putin carrot has generally not been accepted in India, but more and more, especially in North India, people are offering 14 carat uh, studded jewelry. 14 or 18 is better than 22 because it's a harder metal because there are other metals that go into uh, this jewelry. Uh, from, a, from a customer point of view, then comes back to what is it that you want to uh, want, where is it or what occasion you want to wear. And then depending upon that, uh, you know, is it a match set? Is it a, a mismatch kind of mismatch set? Right? There are people who are uh, synchronized from head to toe. Right? Colors. So the earring, the earring, the finger ring, the the neck piece. They are all of the same identical design. There are some people who are not so particular. So there is something which is uh, similar looking, or it may not even be similar looking because these are all precious wear. So it's not easy to have multiple identical sets. Correct. Right. So, so then if it comes to gold itself, uh, for let's say for, you know, everybody loves a bargain or a better price, right? So for better price, should they actually buy during those festive days when there is so much of advertisement, you know, Danteras, Akshay Tritiya, go buy now, or they should actually buy it in off season, which is... So know, the answer, I better. Know, it's again, a very unconventional answer from mine. Um, depends again on what is your... Um, What's your uh, ethos or a culture? There are some people who buy on precious, uh, uh, auspicious days. Auspicious days. Uh, even the car industry has moved to that, saying that you know I will purchase it on, uh, let's say, uh, Danteras or Akshay Titya, because there's some kind of a um, 
thought process involved and so some uh, it, the belief is that more wealth will come into it into my, myself or whatever it is right right so for me the answer is again uh, you know it depends on the consumer's uh, journey life cycle journey right uh, if the once upon a time many of us probably bought clothes only on specific days Correct. now it is no longer about specific days it's about <clears throat> about when you want or when you feel like uh, you know uh, uh, buying the new clothes or when you feel you need the new clothes or something exactly. like shopping uh, because you know retail therapy i just want to shop and i want to feel good it doesn't matter when so then it comes to the question of you know um, it then it doesn't matter right if it doesn't matter whether it should be on akshay titya or diwali or anything right some people are today increasingly buying on birthdays or anniversaries uh, okay. valentines day right so those are momentous occasions in their lives right so people are beginning to also shop in those time but it's also a fact that the industry is also marketing those occasions valentine day is is being marketed across all kinds of uh, Uh, consumer facing industries hospitality industries come and do stay occasion have dinner with us somebody else is saying by you know take them for a ride on a motorcycle buy a new motorcycle for example <laughs> so everybody is trying to uh, you know uh, stretch the concept of celebrations right any any product any category so that's 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 what i would say whatever is your uh, you, you cannot slot it from the comp- from an organization point of view again depends on the brand if you are a traditionally focused family run business maybe you are more into a akshay titya in the south not so much into let's say danteras but if you are in north maybe you are a similar traditional brand but you are more into danteras not so much into akshay titya so akshay titya has now become a pan india or even danteras or diwali has become a pan very interesting thing which um, i don't think the industry has has succeeded as much as let's say the garment industry coming out of tamil nadu is what is called as an rd sale yeah right? is a non auspicious festival so the entire garment industry has turned it around or like the goa people have marketed the uh, the monsoon or a, a rainy rainy season as a, a destination Right? right this right. industry hasn't really cracked that model right like an end of season sale or end of month there is i just now saw somewhere somebody is offering a mid month sale mm-hmm. right so those kind of uh, uh, industry pan industries uh, you know uh, festivals or celebrations haven't really happened though akshay titya and danteras are too large uh, uh, wedding mm-hmm. wedding is something which is uh, for most yeah. retailers Uh, it's almost 40 50% of shopping is related to wedding that is again un, uh, split across the season some people are shopping before the wedding some people are shopping many months before the wedding so all kinds of permutations and combinations do work yeah no so similar to what you said about rd sale in 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 uh, tamil nadu you uh, tamil nadu you have uh, uh, singapore try you know has a summer sale and i think dubai is trying some of those things because you know it's it's kind of an off season but my question was not from industry perspective and i want to revisit that but what you gave us a very good insight from an industry perspective my question was from customer perspective if you buy gold jewelry in off season do you get better prices does it change is it is no, it, is no. there a time of the year when industry says like no no the answer the, uh, even if you are a consumer i will i will give you an answer right you go back and ask your wife when did she last buy or if you say you know when you bought tell me what was the gold rate hmm. right you will probably not know right so what what i am saying is if you are looking to adorn yourself or adorn somebody right the price shouldn't really matter 
I mean, I, I understand, you know. Fair point, fair point. So then, does, then it doesn't matter as to, you know, whether it's a 5, 2%. It's like buying your own house, right? The house you live in. While I will look around, bargain and things like that. Once it is bought, it is bought. You're not going to change your house every second. So to that extent, it doesn't matter from my point of view as a consumer, right? Whether I buy during Akshay Tithya or I don't buy during Akshay Tithya or a season or not a season. Assuming that I'm not a very religious uh, minded person or something like that, right? It doesn't matter. I buy it when I like a good piece and I and I believe that the price is right. Okay. Okay. So are there genuine discounts at all in, 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 in gold jewelry or even other jewelry? Because, you know, there are people talk about schemes and sales and things so like that. Are again, these things genuine? Again, you know, it's a, it's a pan-India uh, business. So it's very difficult to generalize. There are all kinds of people. There are people who will... Uh, who will, uh, you know, where the discounts are genuine. The bigger the brand, I would say, bigger is the uh, genuinity. And not to say that the smaller brands are not uh, genuine in their discounting. Not to say that bigger brands also don't try to, you know, push something like that. But having said that, I believe you as a consumer, not just in this industry, in any industry, whenever we are out shopping, mm. end of the day, there is a net price that you're paying. Mm -hmm. Right. Look at that price and look at the product or the service that you're getting. Right. Uh, okay. Many a times, you know, many consumers are uh, enamored by you know 10% off, 20% off, or a 50% off. But is the product going to serve the product or a service going to meet your needs? Right. So if somebody is saying that you know what I have this wonderful gold piece and I'm going to give you at zero making charge, as a as a very uh, what should I say, a very uh, particular fussy customer. I keep saying that I'm a very fussy customer. I don't care whether you're giving it to me zero cost or not. End of the day, I'm paying something in terms of money, in terms of time, in terms of effort. So if it's not going to meet my requirements, suppose there's a very chunky piece which I'm never going to wear. Bad, yeah. Even if you give it to me at gold cost, even if you give it to me at below gold cost, right? I mm. said I don't want because I'm never going to wear it. Right, right. right? right so right. it doesn't matter to me whether, you know, you're saying it is a discounted product or you say it is not a discounted product okay. does it meet my needs right so so that's a very interesting uh, you know point that that you make so are there other important tips when customers go into a jewelry store that 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 they should look for they should be aware of so typically uh, i would think you know as a as a customer today evolves and um, looking for choice right mm looking for brand, looking for what the brand stands for. The story hmm. behind the brand is extremely becoming critical, right? Uh, okay. We heard that, you know, uh, what is the brand uh, doing for, let's say, uh, environment? What mm -hmm. is the brand's social response? It's not really evolved to that extent today, but it's increasingly happening in the world market, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is the brand really um, committed to the cause of, let's say, um, let's say, uh, underprivileged? Right, mm -hmm. contributing. There is a government-supported program called the CSR. In fact, today it's mandated yeah. in India to spend two percent of your profits. So, right. where is that profits really going? Not just about writing a check. Or right. is your team committing time, effort, and energy in supporting the CSR cost? Now, if you're mm -hmm. supporting that CSR cost, then the mm -hmm. consumer is connecting, saying that you know what? While this may be my what I call as I'm in the me, I, me, myself industry. But at the same time, I'm actually connecting back and saying that, okay, you know, this is the brand which is contributing to the environment. This is the brand which is um, contributing to health. It is here is a brand which is uh, supporting women entrepreneurs. 
right? It could be anything, but you have to begin to relate and you have to have a brand story. If you don't have a brand story, which is what I think is the challenge for most, uh, you know, traditional businesses, right? Just because I'm a hundred year old brand, it is no longer a USP to the today's consumer. You have to relate yeah. it to today and future. So right, I will say, right. so what you are a hundred year old brand, what is in it for me today? Oh yeah, you know, I'm connecting you, I'm connecting, I'm encouraging women entrepreneurs. Okay, fine. Our, some percentage of our business, we are consciously purchasing from women. Well, 50% or 75% of our staff are women because we cater to women audience. So we understand our women consumers understand the consumer much better than let's say a man, even though these are very male dominated industry. Right. So, so you you're saying that like you know brand story is 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 uh, is important for important for the for the for the customer. So, how successful have been you know major Indian brands in you know building brand story and becoming let's say even global players? I mean, we have seen so Tani showrooms and Joy Alukas or other Kerala brands uh, outside of India and so on. So, what have been their uh, you know? brand building and developing a brand story so for many indian like. brands which have gone overseas which is by and large middle east it is more to targeted at the uh, nri population diaspora right? yeah indian so NRI diaspora population. so you know if you're coming to india or you're familiar with the brands in india if you're shopping it in your markets we are available right so right, beyond right. that i don't think too much of uh, um Localization has happened it's exactly. Not, so, so have they been able to take that next step, right? You know, because not in the jewelry space, not in the jewelry space. Maybe in the Middle East, some some of the traditional Kerala brands have also been able to cater to the local Arab population. Arab population, because that's again a gold market, right? right? right, right but right. Uh, I don't think um, too many success stories are there where an Indian brand has been able to consistently succeed with a uh, with a with a European uh, you know consumer. Right. Even if it's an European uh, in Dubai, I don't think the Indian brand has been able to cater to them. But it's also the fact that I think in Dubai itself, some fifty percent of them are Indians, and you know, thirty percent or forty percent are non non Indian, but non Arabs, non non Emirati. So that that market of Europeans is a very small, and they would obviously prefer a very chunky or a tiny a tiny design, which we may not be catering. It's all it's a brand decision, you know. And in the other direction. How successful have been foreign jewelry brands in India? Again, no. The answer is the same answer, right? I think mm -hmm. uh, uh, one or two brands have tried to enter into the market, right? Mm -hmm. Extremely uh, niche, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so they haven't really been able to succeed at right. all, at all, at right. all. Right. So when we talk about foreign brands and you spoke about designs, uh, you know, uh, European uh, preferences for certain types of designs, dainty, uh, dainty designs, very, very, very intricate designs. And then you also spoke about, uh, you know, uh, American preferences and so on. So uh, given that it's all about design uh, in, in many of these markets, have there been issues related to design intellectual properties, you know, uh, Generally, can, can even fashion designs be even be protected by IP? Uh, generally, you know, these are not, way, unless, you know, you're going to a, um, a very high level uh, Kathir or, you know, somebody like that, and then say, you know, this is a iconic design, which has been patented or something like that. Generally, these are very, very uh, generic designs. So there is no, yes. not much of an issue as far as, uh, uh, you know, IPRs are concerned. Right, right, right. So, 
So what would so you know we've we had a good discussion uh, you know across various uh, aspects of the jewelry business uh, uh, you know all the way up to you know uh, internationalization and intellectual property and so on and so forth. So what are your closing thoughts you know for 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 this industry you know outlook uh, what what these companies especially you know family oriented companies what should they do how should things be how will things evolve what should they do over the let's say five years or next or longer so you see uh, you know i i go back to my coaching uh, experience in this so what i say to anybody who is uh, you know watching this is uh, try and uh, try and write a roadmap over the next five to ten years okay and uh, if i can do a small plug you say you should hire people like us <laughs> Right. Sure. what, what happens right. is uh, if they don't uh, get an outside view last week also i was telling somebody that you know what probably i'm telling you is 50 percent at least is known but i'm the mirror and mm -hmm. we are able to ask you those kind of uh, uh, tough questions in a uh, comfortable environment in a confidential manner which you normally won't answer we don't right. want to you know it's very difficult to answer these questions five years down the line what will happen ten years down the line what will happen to my business when the family is still running the business but people like us can come and uh, you know play that uh, play that guide mentor sometimes a devil's advocate and say listen you know what is your plan for the next 5 years to 10 years what happens if your uh, is your family going to continue right uh, two three days back i met somebody in hyderabad they are around in the early 40s so i said you know you are here not like some people who have moved out of the industry you are here for the next 15 to 20 to 30 years Hmm. Now, what is your plan for the next to 20 to 30 years? They said, sir, we don't have a plan for next year. Hmm. Right. So that's the ground reality, which is shaping, you know, which is facing all of it. So my point to all such people is begin to plan, see where is it that it is, uh, you know, uh, what do you want to do? Right. If I now know that, okay, I want to open two showrooms or I, I spoke to somebody yesterday. He said, I know I can open new showroom, but I don't want to open no showroom. Mm -hmm. So that clarity, if it is there, then, you know, life is much more simple. Okay. But most 99.99% of the people don't have that clarity. Should I open? Should I not open? Should I get my family in? My family is coming in, not coming in. If I, my family is not coming in, then you have to take a call saying that should succession I planning. maybe or maybe no expansion or maybe right. just I will just put together an organization which is run by uh, employees. And I take a back seat and I'm just looking after, let's say, the overall business. I don't uh, talk to the consumer. I don't need my team is there, which is facing the system. And life, life is life is sorted. Mm, 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 mm. That's also Good. fine. Anything is optional, right? There's no right or wrong answer. You are not answerable to the public, right? It's a family money. Right. right. And decide. It might take even three months, six months to even come to come to some kind of a next step forget about five years to ten years but at least they start thinking right 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 so looking back you know what would you say you know you've been in this uh, industry for quite some time so you know when you moved into jewelry retail from your uh, you know uh, watch retail experience and so on and so forth so what was the thing that you thought was true about indian jewelry retail uh, that probably has not turned out to be true uh, not turned out to be true, uh, difficult to answer. I think okay. what, has, what has turned out to my surprise really is when we okay. started, uh, uh, what, when we started, we never knew that, you know, a, a, a company like Tanish can become so brick okay. because for many years we were just fighting for survival. 
okay so a brand and a and an organized retailing in a traditional very very traditional market has grown so big the second sur surprise element if i can call that is really that traditional family run businesses have expanded there are lots of people that 20% uh, market share is because of the top uh, maybe 150 or 200 families mm. so the 200 families or 250 families right or maybe 600 families 300 towns three retailers in every pocket is 600 families the 600 families are now controlling maybe 20% of the business right that's an that's a surprise element. now that the kind of uh, depends upon who you are whether you are part of 600 or outside of the 600 the top 1% versus the 99% if you are in the 99% what is your future if you are in the 1% what is the future right so if the top 1% which is the 600 i would think they are reasonably well set now it's a question of you know improving efficiencies and visualizing getting into new categories there is a completely new area called lab grown diamonds which are coming into oh this. yes right that's a completely new area should you expand should you not expand should you do franchising should you not do franchising um, you know that's a completely new line for the 99% of the people who are you know one store family you have to decide whether you want to um, make that shift make that mindset shift and move forward or you are satisfied with what you are doing which is also right there nothing wrong with that right or you will say no i do, i i will exit this with this generation the all that will come when you start thinking what is it for the for us as a family or as, as an individual 3 years 5 years 10 years now not everything needs to be answered today right right starting point is today that's the point i keep telling everybody you don't have to answer everything don't have to make all the big decisions today but the moment you start debating within the the beauty about it is they're all in the same family right father mother uncle sister brother they're all capable of assembling it assembling and connecting with and sharing, sharing their thoughts together let it evolve 1% at a time that's more 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 than sufficient for you know for for the future of the business whether you want to grow don't want to grow stay there or even close and diversify into some anything is is equally accepted because you don't have any responsibility outside your uh, outside the decision making family right that's just a wonderful closing and thought and get, i think and hopefully get consultants like us to be asking you the tough questions i think that's very important you know jokes apart i think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. critical because it helps you to think right on yeah. from an alternative perspective and clarify sort out your ideas and you right. and you know why you're taking a decision because you have or you have looked at the alternatives but you want to choose this simple way. simple thing like yesterday i had a call from somebody right he said we want to evaluate a salary uh, review post pandemic right and uh, we have been trying to do it in our own way but we would want somebody like you because you have a Uh, real practical understanding of the salary structures in the market it could be as as uh, simple but very uh, useful thing right to give a salary increase how much to sell give a salary increase or a um, performance based incentive <laughs> program is very operational right but getting a third party who can give you a you know market wide review look here look at it at this this two years five years perspective the decision outcome can be completely different or it can revalidate what you have thought of both of them are fine 
right right now it's a wonderful uh, set of closing thoughts and you know uh, the surprise that you saw and the evolution that is taking place but also the these uh, last two questions have given us enough material to call you know to call you back and have another uh, different set of discussions uh, so shivram uh, thank you very much it was wonderful uh, talking to you Thank you. Thank um, our pleasure. Thanks to IFT for all getting us all of us together. Oh, that was that happened way back, and which is which was awesome, right? And and then we have we have stayed together as friends for 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 decades since then. So that's been an awesome um, experience for all of us. So wonderful, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shivra. Bye bye. Namaskar. Namaskar. Thank you for joining us in yet another episode of Move Conversations. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the Move Conversations YouTube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes. Thank you very much. Till I see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Have a great day.